Amen. Good morning. I heard a, like an extra loud good morning. Was it? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to get right to it. Yeah, is that cool with you? All right, let's get right to it. So, <clears throat> he's an old man, this one who sits on the stool and leans against the wall, eyes closed and face soft. Were it not for his hand stroking his beard, you'd think he was asleep. Some in the room assume he is. He does this often during worship. As the people sing, his eyes will close and his chin will fall until it rests on his chest. And there he will remain motionless, silent. Those who know him well know better. They know he is not resting. He's traveling. Atop the music, he journeys back, back, back until he is young again, strong again, there again. There on the seashore with James and the apostles. There on the trail with the disciples and the women. There in the temple with Caiaphas and the accusers. It's been 60 years, but John sees him still. Sees him still. The decades took John's strength, but they didn't take his memory. The years dulled his sight, but they didn't dull his vision. The seasons may have wrinkled his face, but they didn't soften his love. He had been with God. God had been with him. How could he forget? The wine that moments before had been water, John could still taste it. The mud placed on the ice of the blind man in Jerusalem, John could still remember it. The aroma of Mary's perfume as it filled the room, John could still smell it. And the voice, oh, the voice, his voice, John could still hear it. I am the light of the world, it rang. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, the life. I will come back, it promised, and, you, and, you, and take you with me. Those who believe in me, it assured, will have life after they die. John could hear him. John could see him. Scenes branded on his heart. Words seared into his soul. John would never forget. How could he? He had been there. He opened his eyes. He opens his eyes and blinks. The singing has stopped. The teaching has begun. John looks at the listeners and listens to the teacher. If only you could have been there, he thinks. But he wasn't. Most weren't. Most weren't even born. And most who are there are dead. Peter is. So is James. Nathaniel, Martha, Philip. They're all gone. Even Paul, the apostle who came late, is dead. Only John remains. He looks again at the church, small but earnest. They lean forward to hear the teacher. John listens to him. What a task. Speaking of one he never saw. Explaining words he never heard. John is there if the teacher needs him. But what will happen when, but what will happen when John is gone? What will the teacher do then? When John's voice is silent and his tongue stilled, who will tell them how Jesus silenced the waves? Will they hear how he fed the thousands? Will they remember how he prayed for many? How will they know if only they could have been there? Suddenly in his heart, he knows what to do. Later, under the light of a, of a sunlit shaft, the old fisherman unfolds the scroll and begins to write the story of his life. In the beginning was the word. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. God, I thank you, God, for your word, your word that is true, your word that has been, uh, Lord, your word that has been around since the beginning. And your word that we have been able to read for thousands of years. God, we thank you for a man like John, the apostle John, Lord, the man who, um, Lord, who traveled with you, who hung with you, or an apostle whom you called 
not his favorite, but definitely the one he loved. God, something set him apart in the eyes of Jesus. And so, Lord, this morning, as we read from his gospel, Lord, we pray that you will speak to us here today, Lord. I thank you, God, again for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for every, every heart that is here today, Lord. I really truly believe, Lord, that nobody here is, 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 is here by accident. Or, God, we know and we believe, Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit, Lord, will speak to every single soul, Lord. So help us to, help us to hear, Lord. Help us to listen. God, open our ears. Be with us here today, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. So that is the, uh, so I, I have a Bible that was, it wasn't written by Max Lucado, but um, it's, there's a lot of parts and stuff in it written by Max Lucado. In fact, every book, every, every book in the Bible has an introduction to it by Max Lucado. If you don't know who Max Lucado is, um, he's an older dude, been around for a long time, and he's written a lot of books. He's a great, great storyteller. And I wish I could, I wish I could tell a story like that, just to, just to kind of intro a guy like John to you that I could put words like that. So I felt like it was easier for me to just read it so you could get a picture of who this man was. Um, so, yeah, so John, uh, obviously, like I said, like I was praying about, John is um, uh, the disciple that Jesus called kind of his, you know, his, his beloved disciple, um, the one whom he loved, kind of his best friend, if you will. So there was something that set John apart. There was something that, there was something in his character that Jesus that Jesus saw, that Jesus would kind of testify to what, who this man was and what type of man he was. And so here um, in the lectionary, which is kind of the readings that have been set before us hundreds of years before, as far as trying to like uh, read through different uh, parts of scripture, uh, kind of falling on the different um, seasons that we go through in the year, like uh, Advent and Christmas and Epiphany and um, uh, Easter and Lent and all these different things. And so there's, there's scripture and there's readings that go with that. And some people like to follow, follow along with that. Some people like to actually, you know, kind of it gives a little bit of direction to be able to, to have something to read in scripture that helps them. Uh, some people kind of don't even know that they're selectionary. Uh, but this morning, um, I'm reading from that. I'm reading from a reading that hundreds and thousands of churches around the world are, are reading today, uh, which is in the, in, the, in the gospel of John. Um, and so, so as I kind of studied a little bit about John, it was kind of cool to hear some of the, or to read some of the cool things about him and who he was. And, uh, um, you know, one of the first apostles, uh, he was a disciple of John the Baptist, uh, which we're going to read a little bit about. Uh, and so this John dude, he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. He was, he was someone that uh, uh, wrote, obviously, this gospel. Uh, he wrote a couple of epistles, and he wrote Revelation as well. Um, so, again, God... God used John in a mighty, mighty way for us to be able today to know more about him and know more about God's nature because of who John was. And of course, as you know, John, I mean, in, even in the gospel of, of his gospel, he talked a lot about the deity of who Jesus was, right? I mean, we all know John 3.16. Everybody say it. Ready, go. Yep, just like the teens on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's kind of like they start strong and then it just kind of starts to fade a little bit, right? Like, like but yes, yeah, John three sixteen. I mean, that pretty much uh, uh, that's his gospel um, points to the deity of who Jesus was. That Jesus was is the Son of God. That Jesus is the Word, right? In the beginning, and 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 the Word now, and the Word became flesh, and the Word lived among them, and so he he was. 
he pointed to that deity of who God was or who Jesus was, I'm sorry. And so that's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool that those are the readings that we're going through during this time. Um, and so today I am reading out of chapter 1. And I'm actually not going to have it on the screen. Um, and in fact, I would ask you, I know it's going to sound weird, don't follow along. Like you can keep your Bibles close um, and I'll read it. You can just follow my, my reading um, because I'm going to be asking you questions. And if you have it open, you're going to have the answers. So, you know, just I would, I would much rather give you the answers because if I can't, then my sermon won't work and you know how that goes. So, yes. So, um, so yeah, so, so John chapter 1 verses 29 to 31, just to kind of... Um, uh, just to kind of catch you up a little bit, this is uh, John the Baptist has just baptized Jesus. Um, John the Baptist pretty much has just laid, testified and laid claim that Jesus, the one that he just baptized, he is the one um, that has come to baptize with the Holy Spirit. So pretty much John the Baptist is saying, hey, I brought you guys up to this point. Now, I, and this whole time I've been pointing to one. Well, he's the one. I'm pointing to Jesus. He is, in fact, it says the Lamb of God, right? Like, look, look to him. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to remove myself, especially speaking to his disciples, people that have been following up to that point. I'm going to remove myself because this is what, it's his time now. And this whole time it was just me trying to point you to him, right, to repent of your sins and to know that, know that Jesus is coming. Well, he didn't say Jesus, but know that the Lamb of God is coming. And, uh, and when John the Baptist baptized him, if you remember, if you've read, if you've read the, um, the, the account of his baptism, um, there was a dove that kind of descended from heaven upon Jesus. And that was kind of a symbol of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and God, the Father says, hey, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So, like, that was this, this, this vision, this... this um, this picture of the Holy Trinity, right? The Son coming up out of the water, being baptized, the Holy Spirit descending on him as a dove, and, and God the Father speaking and saying, this is my Son. And so, uh, so that's John the Baptist. That, he's pretty much kind of right here at the beginning of, John, of this gospel. He's testifying to that, and he's pointing to Jesus. Um, so it's not, this is like, it, please don't, we can't overlook that. How important it is that, that John the Baptist was pointing people to Jesus, to the Messiah, right? To the one, like, again, John the Baptist even said, like, dude, I'm not even worthy enough to, like, tie his shoes. That's how, that's how, even though so many people looked up to John the Baptist and believed that John the Baptist was this amazing man, he's like, it's not, it's not, it's not about me, guys. It's about him, right? So that's kind of what he has just testified. And so I'm going to pick it up with verse 20, uh, 35, I'm sorry. And um, so this is kind of like right after John the Baptist has pointed out. Jesus. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. And again, the Lamb of God should make, hopefully make sense to us, why, why specifically he called him the Lamb of God. And that is because in the Old Testament, remember the way that God forgave sins in the Old Testament? Um, there needed to be sacrifice, right? There needed to be blood shed for the forgiveness of sin. And so men and, men and women would, would, would sacrifice their, um, their best animals, um, their, their lambs. They would take them and, and just kind of sacrifice them, shed them, you know, cut them up, and then the blood would forgive sins. And that was kind of like what they would do to be able to um, gain forgiveness from God. And that's what God required. He required blood be shed. Um, and so... When, Jesus, when John the Baptist says, hey, there is the Lamb of God, he's, he's proclaiming he, he is the one that is going to shed, shed the blood once and for all. Like he is the, he is the Lamb. He's the one that's going to um, take, 
the sins of the world away uh, by the shedding of his blood. Now, obviously, he didn't say all that, and, and they weren't catching on, even though it had been said before. It, was, it had been prophesied. So it's like, you know, so, so they were just kind of like, okay, cool, the Lamb of God. We just, you're pointing to him. Awesome. Even though they didn't really maybe fully understood what that meant, um, we have the... the we're able to understand what that means to us today because of the scripture and because of what has been written. But at that point, it's like, hey, there's the Lamb of God, right? Um, when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Um, Jesus looked around and saw them following. And then Jesus asked something of them, right? And it's going to be, um, it's not something super, uh, uh, well, not, not super. I mean, it is something profound. And it's probably something that maybe people would be like, whoa, why, why would Jesus just ask that? But simple question, what do you want? <laughs> like Jesus realizes that these two guys are following. He's like, what do you want? Some versions say, what are you looking for? Or, or what is it that you're seeking? Right? Like, like what do you want? What are you looking for? So we're going to stop right there. And I'm going to ask you, this is going to be a little bit interactive. And I did this with our students. So our students are probably bored right now because we've done it already. And you know the answer. But it's okay. Um, because you guys probably haven't done anything since I shared this with Maybe you have. Awesome. So, um, so anyway, so what, what I would ask you, every single one of us here today, um, imagine that you are that disciple that, that just kind of like is following Jesus, following along, and he stops and he asks you um, this question, what do you want? What is it that you're looking for? What are you, what are you seeking? Um, so think about that for a second. Some of you, maybe, you already know an answer. Like you already know. There, there is something that you have been, that you are searching for, something you are looking for, something you want, and so it's already in your mind. Some of you, maybe you don't think of that often. Maybe, you're, maybe that's not a question that you ask yourself, or maybe that's not something that you, that you spend your time thinking about. What is it that I actually really want? What is it that, I really, that I'm really seeking or what I'm looking for? And so I'm going to give you just a few seconds. So really quick, think about it for a second. Like I'm, just, I'm asking you today, what is it that you want? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're seeking? So think about it for a second. All right, cool. We'll stop there because some of you will fall asleep. So we'll just, let's just say it. So. You have your bulletin. Some of you got your bulletin. Um, there's some lines there for, to take notes. Um, I'm going to ask you a favor, right? I don't ask many favors. Um, write down what, it, what is it that you thought. What is it that you are looking for? What is it that you are seeking? Just, just write it down. Um, and if you, wanna, if you don't want to write it down, that's okay. Just maybe tell the person sitting next to you. Be like, you know what? I'm not going to write it down today, but this is, what I'm, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm searching for. This is what I'm seeking after. All right? So tell the person next to you what that is. All right, just a couple more seconds. I know you guys are like, this isn't, why does this feel like school today? All right, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, right? We don't normally have you share in church, right? Because usually church is the guy up here talking and then, and then you guys just listening or talking to each other, you know. But, uh, but tell me, tell me, just... 
Go ahead and, and throw some out there. What is it that you're looking for? What are you seeking? What is it that you want in your life? Serve. Okay, cool. Serve. Hope. Yeah, for sure. How many of you guys, that's something you hope? Hope is something you're kind of looking for, something you're seeking after. Okay, hope. Great answers. Serve, hope. A what? A leader. Looking for a leader. Nice. Yeah. Now, if you are going to tell me the answer, what I share on Wednesday, Thursday, they don't say. But tell me. Yes. Rose. Yes. You're Rose. I think you're Rose. Okay, okay. What you want is to really, that he's always there. Awesome. Rachel. Huh? Courage. Yes. Hope, courage. Remember he's there. Serve. Direct contact with Jesus. Oh, man. See, you guys have some good deep answers. Yes. An awakened church to Jesus and? And his example, awesome. Anybody else? I don't want to leave. Patience. We good? Truth. Healing. Did somebody say healing? Healing, yes. Forgiveness, awesome. So, oh, something, something that's not an idol. Okay, awesome. So just God, cool. To God, to, awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? Yes. Support and comfort. Oh, man, you guys, all great answers. Give, your, give yourselves a hand. Great answers. Yes, well done. You all passed the test. Well done. Because here's the deal, right? In, in, in our humanness, we all desire these things. We all want hope. We all want, we all desire peace, joy, right? Some of the ones that weren't, uh, or protection, provision, um, you know, for, for, for uh, to not worry about stuff. Um, truth, healing, right? To know what it is that God created me for. Like all these things. Great, great answers. Well, I'll continue with the reading to see what, because I don't know if you're, maybe you were wondering. I know that when I was reading this, I'm like, I mean, I, was, I read right through it, but it's like, the question is like, what, what are these guys going to say? You know, like, they have just heard for a couple of days their leader, John the Baptist, tell them this who he is. And so, so now this, per, this man who they believe to be the Lamb of God asks the question, what do you want? Um, how many of you in your humanness would be like, almost like a genie? Like you would be like, Ooh, what do I want? What am I looking for? Now that I know that you are who you say you are or, or who, like, like grant me this, right? Or I want this. Or, uh, you know, we, things that we want for ourselves. Even, even good things, right? Peace. I mean, that's a good thing. That's something that you want, you know, for yourself. Or comfort or healing, right? So, so all these things. So, I, so the disciples, this is what they respond with, right? So he asked them, what do you want? They replied, rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Hmm. Where are you staying? That doesn't seem like the type of answer that, that you know, that I think we would come up with or, or even just, it just, it's a little bit, it's a little bit off, a little bit different. Where are you staying? Right? That's kind of a weird answer. And so 
he responds with, come and see. He didn't tell them, oh, at the, you know, at the Holiday Inn on Jerusalem Boulevard and, you know, and, and Bethlehem, Bethlehem Highway or whatever. He's like, just come. Come and see, right? Uh, it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Verse 40, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, hey, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. It's kind of cool, right? If you caught on earlier, he, he's, they called him rabbi, teacher, and now they've moved on from that to, oh, you're not just a teacher. You're the Messiah. You're the Christ. And so finally, you know, like Simon, we found him. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. All right, so um, what am I trying to, right, what am I trying to get at? Where am I going with this? Um, there's a long list of things that we are looking for, that we are searching for, that we are seeking, that we, that we need in our lives. And once again, everything you said, perfect. Because you're, you're a human being. We're, we're humans with, with, with needs, right? With things that we, are, that we are looking for and searching for. Like that is something that is a part of us. We're always searching, always looking for, for something. Always looking and searching for something that's going to make us feel good, right? Good about ourselves. And so, um, and so Jesus could have, I guess, could have responded with, um, or, or I'm sorry, the disciples could have said any one of those things. Um, and yet, what they say is, hey, where are you staying? Because to me, that sounds like, hey, we just, why are we following you? Because we just want to hang out with you. We just, we just want to get to know you more. We just want to get to know you. We want to experience you. We, wanna, we, wanna, we just want to be with you. right? So, so where are you staying? And Jesus doesn't give them a destination, doesn't give them a place. He says, hey, come and see. That come and see turned into three years of a journey, right? Three years of, of, a, of a journey that, that was something that these disciples lived out to where John, 60 years later, writes this, this gospel, this, this, this book that today helps us to see who God is. And so with a simple, with a simple request of, hey, we just want to follow, we just want to come hang out with you. We don't, we're not necessarily, they weren't necessarily looking for the answer of, even though deep down they were looking for that answer, it's not that they said that, hey, heal us, or hey, uh, what are we looking for? Oh, we're looking for you to feed, you know, to feed us. Or, no, we just want to come hang out with you. And so, um, that it, to me, my friends, that is very profound, and that is very, very important uh, to what the, the relationship between between Christ and his disciples is, is supposed, it's meant to be. That it's meant to be to where we just, we just come and hang out. We just come and hang out with you, Jesus. We just want to get to know you, Jesus. We just want you to, we just want to experience life with you so that, because now we know, right? Now we have the, ex the experience has, told, has shown us that when we hang out with Jesus, a lot of these things are are provided for. A lot of these things are, um, 
God addresses a lot of these things, a lot of these issues, a lot of these problems and situations that we find ourselves in. And a lot of the questions that we have, God addresses those when we hang out with him, when we spend time with him, when we go on a journey with him. And so the question really is, what are the deepest longings um, of our hearts, of our restless hearts? What, what is it, um, you know, what are we aiming for and trying to get out of life? Whatever that, whatever that is for you, I can tell you that the answer um, is spending time with Jesus gives you, gives you the answers to those things. Spending time with him, getting to know him and spending time with him, you get those things. Um, there's a story about this father and this son. And this father and son... Um, begin to spend a lot of time together, and they find something in common, something that they enjoy doing together, which is collecting art. They, uh, they love going to museums and, and looking at art, uh, you know, pictures and drawings. They, they love looking at it. They, love it. they enjoy doing it together. Uh, they enjoy purchasing. That, you know, this, 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 uh, this father had money, and so they, they enjoyed purchasing art and, and pictures and stuff. And so they, that was something that they did together. They loved it. The father enjoyed spending time with his son doing that kind of thing and enjoying the time uh, with him doing those things. So um, time came, though, when war, war came, and, uh, and the son had to leave uh, home to go to the war. And the father got word a couple of weeks later, so pretty soon after he left for the war, that his son had died. Um, that his son had died, that he had died, trying, you know, pulling, pulling another soldier out of harm's way, um, and, and that he had, and he had died. So the father, you can imagine, the father was distraught, the father was broken, the father, you know, after, after living so close to his son and having that tight relationship with his son, um, was just broken. And he didn't really... He didn't really care for art anymore. He didn't really care for any of that anymore. He was just kind of like, he just became this like hermit in his house and just kind of stayed, never went out. You know, and uh, time passed and it was around Christmas time and a knock came to the door of his huge house with all these amazing paintings. And, uh, and the father goes to the, to the door, opens the door and there's a soldier there. Um, and the soldier kind of like, or he's wearing his uniform and he's like, um, you know, he asked him who he was and he, and he said, was this your son? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I just want you to know that your son was, was a hero. Um, your son um, saved about a dozen men. Like he pulled a, about a dozen men out of harm's way um, until, he, until he finally died. Um, and I just want to tell you and I just want to give you, because I, I, felt, I felt like he was a hero and I felt so, uh, so strongly about this. I, I, I'm a, I draw, and so I drew a picture of him. I drew a portrait and I just want to give it to you as a gift. Um, and so he gives him this, this portrait of his son. And of course the father's like, at that moment, the brokenness that he had lived for so long kind of faded away hearing the story about his son and how he saved, how he sacrificed himself and saved so many. Um, and so he takes that portrait and, of course, he, like, you know, he, he pushes aside the ones that are worth thousands of dollars and just kind of puts, them up, puts that portrait up on the wall. Um, and from that moment on, his fa- the father was just so pleased to know what, of, of his son and what he had done. Um, Time passed and the father dies, right? He becomes ill and he dies. And so then the time comes to where his estate goes into auction because his collection was among, among the best as far as portraits and as far as art. And so, um, so all these collectors from around the world, they come to his estate and, uh, you know, because they, 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 all, they all come because they want to they buy, they want to, one, 
look at his amazing collection and two, see what they can get their hands on, right? And so, so they, there's a big crowd of collectors there and the auctioneer, you know, is kind of getting, getting stuff ready um, and, and they're all, everybody's anticipating the beginning of this auction and so finally, like, the auctioneer comes up to the table and you know, kind of, like, drops the, you know, drops the thing and is like, um, all right, we're going to start, you know, we're going to start our, our auction today. Um, and he pulls out the portrait of the son, right? And he's like, we're going to start with this piece. And we're going to start the bidding at $100. Imagine the, the people in the crowd were just like, come on. Who wants a picture of the stupid son? We want, we want the, you know, we want the, is Michelangelo an artist? Yes. <laughs> we, want, we, want, we, want the, we want the good stuff. Move on from that. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that, right? And so, um, and the, the auctioneer stood his ground. He was like, we're starting with this portrait. He's starting the bid at $100. And he just kept going back and forth with the people. People getting upset. People getting rowdy. One guy finally in the corner is like, hey, you know what? I'll give you $50. The guy is like, all right, $50. Anybody? Going once. $50 going twice. He could sense the people finally like, oh, yes, cool. We're about to move on. All right, $50 sold to the gentleman in the corner, right? Um, so everybody finally, applaud, they applaud. They're all excited. They're ready. We want the good stuff to come out. The auctioneer says, all right, thank you all for coming tonight. The show, the show is over. Um, have a good night. Of course, everybody starts screaming. Everybody chaos ensues. And they're all like, what? What in the world is happening? What's going on? Why is it over? What about all these great paintings that we came to get? And the auctioneer just says, well, it's here in the will of the Father. That, that whoever gets the son gets everything. And so, as, as, the guy bought, as the guy who bought the picture of the son, he was able to take everything home with him. Because the will of the Father was whoever gets the son gets everything. Sorry, every time I... I said this story in my head a million times, practicing for it, never. And then I get up here and it's like, because I picture it. I picture Jesus, or I picture the Father saying, hey, you want happiness? You want peace? You want joy? You want hope? You want all these things? If you, if you take the son, if you take my son, if, if, if you, if you, Hang out with Jesus. Hang out with my son. You get all of this. You get all of it. All of it is yours. You take the son. You get everything. And for me, um, you know, when I read that story, when I when I read this scripture, and when I um, when I think about my life, and when I think about myself, and you know, the life of my students, and 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 you folks, and and I think like, you know. Or, I wasn't going to go there, but, you know, this past weekend or this past week, um, you know, so our, our, our town went through a couple of tragedies. Um, one of those being this, you know, the, this high school uh, student who took his life. And some of you know him. Some of you knew him. Some of you had a, a friendship, a relationship with him. Some of you, um, some of you may have known their, their family. And so I know, that it, I know that it hit some of you harder than others. And, and when I read, I didn't know him personally. But when I read this, when I read about it and when I, when I hear the hurt of people around, I, I think to myself, man, what, what was going through the, the, the life and the mind and the heart of this young man that he felt like, like there's no hope? 
life, life, life for me ends today because there's nothing for me to live for. There's nothing for me to look to. There's nothing, there's no hope for me. There's no, there's no way of things getting better. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's no comfort for me. I don't have that, so what's the point of living? And that he would take his life. And I can't help but think, and I can't help but just, um, in my heart, like, man, if you only knew Jesus, the way that he wants you to know him. Because here's the deal, a lot of us here in this room, we will claim to know Jesus. And the reality is, is we claim to know Jesus, but maybe... Maybe we're not walking with Jesus. Maybe, maybe, our, maybe our relationship with Jesus is not the type that says, hey, I want to walk, you know, walk with him. I want to get to know him. I want to journey with him. Right? And so, so, again, in my heart, I'm like, man, would, would things have been different in, in, in this young man's life if, if he knew Jesus the way that Jesus is, is desired to be known? Right? If, if, if this young man had hope in his life because, you know, and I'm not saying that it's, his life was easy. I'm not saying anybody's life here is easy. I, I'm, I'm, you know, and statistics, there are a couple of you in this room who have had these thoughts, who have, who have, who have thought that there's no hope, there's no life, there's no, there's, no, there's no peace in my life. There's no, there's no hope of anything getting, becoming, getting better. And, and yet here we are sitting in this room um, at church, um, believing that that what we have heard and what we have read that there is that there is a hope out there, and that his name is Jesus, and yet maybe we don't sense that or don't feel that because I know that that is one of the things that some of our students share is like, man, I don't I don't feel it, Goose. I don't I don't feel it. I don't I just don't I don't see it. Um, and I know that some people do, but I just don't see it. And I don't just I just don't feel it in my life. And I can, I, can get, I can almost, almost guarantee you because, you know, that if you don't feel it and if you don't get it and if you're not seeing it and if you're not, um, um, if you're not it's maybe, just maybe, um, you're not fully 100% walking yourself, walking with him in this journey. And I'm not here to tell you that, oh, you, you know, you're not reading your Bible, so there it is. Or you're not, you're not doing this, so there you go, right? The, the cool thing about Jesus is when you walk this journey, you know, when you, when you have this relationship with him, the one that he desires to have with you, you get to do all those things. Here's the deal. I am hor- uh, not horrible. I was going to say I'm horrible. I was going to say I'm a horrible husband. No, no, let me rephrase. Let me, let me go back. I love my wife, Tammy, very, very much. But she will be the first one to tell you that I am not perfect. That there are so many places where I just fall short. And, and some places where I fall, I fall like very, very short, right? And that I, and that I mess up and that I don't, I don't do all the things. Yet when I married Tammy, I knew that I didn't marry her because of the, all the great things that I was going to get to enjoy in a married relationship with Tammy. I, I didn't marry her because of those things. I didn't marry her because, you know, she was going to, you know, be, uh, protect our family, that she was going to take care of, of our family. I didn't marry her because she was going to, you know, um, do all these great, amazing things in, 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 our, in, in, in our life. That I, was, I didn't marry her because she was going to, you know, I didn't marry her because of those things. I married her because I loved her and I wanted to have a relationship with her. And 20 years later, wow, 20 years later, I've been able to experience so many amazing things in our journey and in our life because 
I married her and I have this relationship with her and all these great things have come because, in, as a result of that marriage and of that relationship. And, I, and I, have, I have all these things in our life because of that and because of that relationship. And not because, not because when I started dating her or when I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to marry her so that I can have this, 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 and this. It was more like I can't wait to marry her to have this, this amazing experience with her and share life with her. And then all these things have come along the way. Children, joy, like all these amazing things have come. And now I'm like, man, this is awesome. This is awesome, this experience that I've had with my wife. And I know, again, simple, simple illustration. Some of you, all of you have heard it before. There's nothing new here. But again, to me, it's just that such an easy thing and to not overthink, you know, not to get too theologically deep. Jesus says, hey, have fellowship with me, have relationship with me. And, and you'll get, you get so much, so much more out of it. You're going to get so much more than, than you ever, ever even imagined. The cool thing is, you get, I've realized that I've gotten way more in our marriage uh, than, than even the sacrifices that I've made. Some, some sacrifices have been big and I've had to do a lot of things. But the joys and the things that I get out of it outweigh the sacrifices. And I know that in, our, in a relationship with Jesus Christ, some sacrifices you're going to make along the way, they're tough and they're hard. But I promise you, the reward and what you get from that is so much better. So much better. There's so much more. That, there's so much that God wants for your life. Um, and, 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 yeah, I'm not going to sit here and also not say that maybe a lot of, if, we're not, if we're not feeling, if we're not in that type of relationship, then, then hey, we want to help you. We want to give you uh, resources and we want to help you attain that. Attain that type of relationship. Meaning, what I mean is, if, if you're not giving God time as far as reading his word or, or praying or journaling, which I know some of you journaling, I don't journal. So I'll be the first one to tell you this is something that this year is going to be something that I want to do better at because I want my relationship to go deeper. So I want to journal. I want to write my thoughts and, and, and what God is saying to me and write it down. And, and I want to memorize scripture. There's so many things I want to do to get closer to him, to walk in this journey with him so that, I get to have all the things that he promises me, like protection, like provision, like all these things that he promises me. I want to have those. I want to enjoy those. And he so desires to give them to me. But, man, there's, 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 there is a cost to it, and, that, and it's our heart, our life, our life. He wants, our, he wants us so that he can give us this. He wants us, and then he wants to give us this amazing life that he desires for us. And so... Um, I just want to encourage you today. You know, I know every time, like, I just, I think I say that every time. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a, I'm not a scholar per se. So I'm not probably going to give you anything that's like out of this world, like new. But maybe today one of you needed to hear that, hey, like, maybe I've been, maybe I've been, I've been, I, I've, I've kind of forgotten or I've kind of haven't been able to just hang out with Jesus. I haven't been able to just give him my time. I haven't been able to spend time with him. And maybe that is, and I'm telling you today, you want these things, peace, joy, um, acceptance, forgiveness. You want all those things? Man, they're available for you. They're available. All of these things are available, and he wants to give them to you. Just spend time with him. Spend time with Jesus this year. Be, be intentional. Whatever it takes. I know, I know that I can make a lot of excuses of, of time and busy and but I guarantee you I can make time. And every one of us can make time for him. Make time for Jesus this year. 
Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Sometimes it's going to take sacrifice, but the rewards and what you get from that sacrifice outweighs that sacrifice that you're making 100%. Um, I guarantee it. And so um, this morning as I pray for us and as, uh, as, we, as we close, um, if there are any of you, you know, because here's the other thing that I kind of, I, I didn't, um, there are some of us who maybe like you're, you're walking with Jesus. Like you, you are, you, you get it, you're doing it, you're in it, you're studying, you're praying, um, you're doing all these things and you're close to him. Then here's the deal. Then your responsibility is like John the Baptist is to point, to point others to him. Like every, I mean, that's all of our responsibilities. But maybe at this point in your life, you're like, hey, I'm, I feel like I've, I've, I've grown a lot in Jesus. So now your responsibility is like John the Baptist, point, bring your disciples along and point them, point to Jesus. And maybe not even your disciples, point people to Jesus in your work, in your, at home, in the store, uh, while you're running on Saturday mornings, wherever you're at, man, point people to Jesus. That may be the call to you this morning. Now, there may be some of you here this morning who maybe are feeling like, man, you know what? I just feel like I'm lacking some of these things in my life. They're just not there. And if I were to be honest with myself, I feel like I haven't given God the time to be able to do those things in my life. And maybe he's giving them and I just don't see them because, again, I'm not, I'm not praying. I'm not, I'm not reading. I'm not, I'm not spending time with him. And so I just want to encourage you today. Spend time with him. It will be the best time that you spend in your day. It will be the best thing that you do in your day is to spend time with Jesus. Because he will give you healing. He will give you protection, provision, hope. He will provide all these things for you. Give him, give him your time. Give him your time. Sacrifice whatever it is that you got to sacrifice to be able to give him your time. Um, and he, he, he makes it worth it. And so, you know, when, next time somebody asks you, what is it that you want? What are you looking for? What are you seeking for? Like, oh, man, to spend time with Jesus, to spend time with my Jesus, to just to spend time with him, to get to know Jesus. Because then all the other things will come. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this day once again. I thank you, Lord, for, um, Lord, for everyone who's here today, Lord. God, I, I, I know that, Lord, I know that uh, there are individuals here who are in different stages of their life, stages of their journey, Lord, and, and places where they are, um, where they are with you. And so, Lord, this morning, I just, Lord, wherever, wherever our brothers and sisters are today, Lord, I pray that you, you meet them there, Lord, that you meet them exactly where they're at. God, if there are some here today who, um, Lord, who, who, who know what I'm talking about and who, have, who, who experience these things and who, who are living these things out, then, Lord, I pray that you give them, Lord, the courage to, Lord, to, to live it out. Lord, to, to point others to you, Lord. God, there are, there, there are some of us here, Lord, who we get it and we understand it. And yet, for some reason, we, it's hard for us to point people to you. Or maybe even with our attitudes or, or maybe our, just our, our, our negativity sometimes or, or the way that we speak to others. Whatever it may be, Lord, God, I pray that you help those here today who, Lord, who, who need to point others to Jesus. We all need to do that. But, Lord, there are some who, Lord, they just... God, they need your strength. They need your, your courage, Lord. Father, I also pray for those here this morning who maybe, Lord, maybe they're just here because 
They just feel like, hey, I'm just going to go to church and, and hopefully, hopefully something good happens. God, I pray that that good that happens here today is that a relationship will start. A relationship or, Lord, just, God, that they will just realize that, hey, I just, I just need to hang out with you. I just need to hang out with you. I just need to, to journey with you. All that other stuff will come. But, Lord, I pray, God, again, I just lift those up to you here today who, who just, Lord, who just need to start that relationship. God, meet them here today. Speak to them here today, Lord. God, you're so good. You're so awesome. You're worthy. Lord, you're worthy of us following you. You're worthy of us spending time with you. God, you're worthy of us putting things aside and sacrificing things for you. You are so worthy of that. God, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Move us this week, Lord. Show us, show us ways that we can bring others to you. Lord, help us to see others through your eyes. God, help us to be more about you and less about us. God, we want to have a relationship with you. And God, remind us today that once we, once we have you, God, we get it all. We get everything. We get it all. So, Lord, we love you. We praise you. All these things, Lord, we pray in the awesome name of Jesus. God, the, the name that, Lord, that every knee one day will bow to that name. Lord, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it is in that name that we pray here today. Amen. Amen. God bless you, folks. Have a great week. See you next Sunday.